Good morning this morning. Thank you for another episode of Beauty, Business, and Banking. And I'm here with my very special friend, Judge Karen Mill Francis. I think it's very important to have good friends that you can talk to, mm -hmm. vent with. You can get good advice from. And I feel like that's what, that's what you and I have. And that's mm -hmm. why I invited you to the couch. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's very special to be here. Um, I do think it's important to have good friends. Mm -hmm. People say I have friends, mm -hmm. but I think that you have to vet friends like you vet anything else in your life. Right. And, you know, because good friends are really hard to come by. Very and hard. It takes cultivating them, mm -hmm. and friendships take a lot of work. Right. And we've known each other. Shoot. 2007. Seven. I was trying to think because I know 2007. I, I had Charlie 2006. I just had yeah, her. Yeah. So 2007, I was trying to figure out when did we actually meet. And we met because I was looking for a hairstylist mm -hmm. in New York. Yeah. And a mutual friend of ours put me in touch with you. Mm -hmm. And you did a trial on my hair mm -hmm. with two other women. <laughs> and I knew immediately. I'm like, did this you really? is the, I did. I said, this is the one. You yeah. Did. And you've been doing my hair yeah, ever, ever since. since. Ever since. And then we also had the luxury of also developing this mm -hmm. friendship over this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I liked it because you were very intentional about cultivating a friendship with me. And I was a little like, mm, she don't want to be no friends with me. Well, you know what it is? I talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I found you very interesting to talk to. You didn't talk a lot, mm -mm. which people who don't talk a lot makes me want to talk to them even more. Really? Because, yeah, why aren't they talking? Why are they talking? Why they hold <laughs> What are they holding back? And over time, little bits and pieces of your past and your interesting history, you know, where you were coming from, where you wanted to go, all that came out. And, and I think that's what helped to foster the friendship. Right, right. Is that... And I am learning that it is very important to be intentional about your friends. And because a, a lot of times we're not that intentional about a lot of things in our life. Right. Like little, getting our nails done, getting right. our hair done. We're super intentional about that. Right. But when it comes down to our relationships with um, friends and our romantic relationships, we struggle. They take a lot of work. Yeah. Friendships do take work. I think I, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about uh, this friend I had known for many, many years. And it dawned on me once that I was always the one that was calling her mm -hmm. and reaching out to her. Right. And so really it was a one-sided friendship, but I had never thought about it that way. But if I had given it some thought, mm -hmm. and another thing that I do give thought to, I told you, is every couple of years I review my friendships. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, is this benefiting me? Mm -hmm. Is this... Uh, elevating who I am, it's going in the direction that I'm going in my life. Right. And sometimes you have to drop friends and family. Right. And right. family. I tell people that all the time. You can love them from afar. Yeah. You can love them They don't them need from to afar. be in the front row of your life. Mm -mm. They could be up in the balcony or better yet, outside. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Am I right? <laughs> exactly. There are people who was this? Ayana Van Sant said mm -hmm. that in her book, mm -hmm. one of her first books, mm -hmm. is that there are people um Occupying front row seats in your life, right. and they need to be somewhere in the back, in the galley. I always say, and outside. we do it just just because we're used to these people being around. Or we, we we buy into this thing about what family is, right? Like, oh, and girl, that's family. Family is a feeling, right. like somebody could feel like auntie, right. or mommy, or exactly. daddy, a cousin, mm -hmm. or sister and brother. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be blood, definitely. Yeah, because most of my family is not my blood. Sometimes uh, in laws are outlaws. Mm. Is how I look at it, right? Mm. I, you, you have to assess the family relationships. You know, I went to a time where I stopped talking to my own daddy. Mm. 
for a couple of years because he was going through a phase in his life of being very negative. Maybe because he was having a hard time with aging or whatever, but he made it very, very unpleasant to be around. Mm -hmm. And I had decided that, and I would tell him, I cannot talk to you if you're going to be negative. Right. And he was still getting negative. And then eventually I just mm -hmm. stopped talking to him after a while. And, you, you know, and maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was a year. Mm -hmm. But he reached out to me and he says, I think I've changed. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I miss you. Mm -hmm. And I think I can stop I being negative. I just heard Oprah saying that she had, to, she had to put a couple of family members down. And she said, call me mm -hmm. when you get your stuff together. Oh, wow. She said it took about three, four months. Right. And when, when the family member called, right. she said, do you got your stuff together? <laughs> right. And she said, okay. She said, well, okay. Right. And sometimes you just got to let people know you got to pull them real. by their skirt tail. Right. It's real. You really do. Right. Really and, do. and people will let you, will get away whatever you let them get away with. Yes. And if you don't put a stop to it, you can't use the fact that you're my mother, you're my father, you're my brother. That's just an accident of birth. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't give you a license to treat me bad or to make my life experience a negative experience. Right. I right. Think. right. I think that respect should be mutual. Mm -hmm. it, it should definitely be be mutual. And I think a lot, a lot of times that we allow people to disrespect us because we're so comfortable with them being in our circles mm -hmm. and we're afraid mm -hmm. to let go. Right. Like, I want to be the perfect daughter. I want to be the perfect, you know, cousin and sister and brother, but it's not serving me. And it's okay mm -hmm. to walk away. You know, some of these people that disappear from their family, they'll yeah. say the man packed up. Yeah. Or the, the, I get it. <laughs> You know, it's like, if I didn't have to worry about nobody but myself, oh. right? Or what anybody else felt or mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. but, I, but back to what you were saying, I think that's important in our friendships. Yeah. And it's definitely important in our relationships. Yeah, yeah. So, because we, we're about to get real serious, right? But I always oh, like God. to have what a fun questions. What are these cards? Are we gambling? Questions. Okay. You know, you, you, you introduced me to this, you know. What? Oh, I don't go anywhere without these cards. Oh, okay. Well, this is not a set I'm familiar no, with. No, it's not oh, a set. Oh, okay. So I get to pick one. He says couples. It, it ain't like that. It ain't like that now? <laughs> okay. A couple were not like that. It ain't that, that now. <laughs> Has a teacher ever changed your life? Oh, I think that that's probably true for everybody. Don't you think that we all have had a teacher? Rather we, rather we admit it or not. Right. Who changed our lives. Have I you do. had a teacher that changed your life? Yes, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson definitely changed my life. What grade? She was, in, she was my third grade teacher. And she said, you know what, baby? You're going to be somebody. Mm. She, I'll, I'll never forget it. You're going to be somebody. She said, you're so beautiful. You're so black. Wow. You're so chocolate. Wow. Wow. And she tell me that every single day. You're going to be somebody. And I always used to walk around with my head down. I had a little teeny little afro. But I al always, always say I'm th thankful for Miss Johnson because I think about her often. Wow. You know, I have this little imposter syndrome that jumps in every now and then. Right. Tells me what I can't do. Right. And I have to tell her to sit down. But tell, and tell her how I look. I, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not wow. this enough. You know, it pops up often. But I think about Miss Johnson. I, I do appreciate her for that. I think, you know, it was it Hillary Clinton that wrote the book, It Takes a Village. Well, mm -hmm. it's an African mm -hmm. proverb. But it takes a village. Yeah. Without our teachers, I don't know where we would be. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, the fact that so many people aren't going into teaching is sad. Right. Because teachers really, in many ways, take the place of parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you had this teachers telling you, hold, lift your head up. Telling me, lift you know, my head you up. are black and you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of good teachers over the years, mm -hmm. but the teacher I remember was Mr. Kendall when I was in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. It was a white teacher, mm -hmm. one of the few white teachers I ever had growing up. Mm -hmm. And but he was the one that introduced me into the world of reading and literature. And, you know, I really found myself in a lot of 
books that I read. And it was because of Mr. Kendall because he introduced us to all the classic books that, you know, everybody should read in high school or whatever. Whether or not we should read them, I don't know. Right. But it made a difference for my life. Mm -hmm. it, it, it made me feel like there was possibilities that I... That's what I find in books. Right. It's like there are possibilities and things to experience that I had never even thought about. Exactly. Exactly. That, you know, I'm always finding a new book right. to share. Oh, that's right. Always Definitely. listening. And always listening. And this I, is a nice I segue. I didn't reading until I was 30. No, why? What made you start reading? My, my, my sister-in-law at the time. And she used to read books all the time. I was like, look at her over there. She, she ain't even talking to us. Right. She all anti-social over there reading magazines and books and stuff right. like that. I just really wasn't interested. And she gave me my first book I ever read was um, True to the Game. Who wrote that? Uh, I forget her name. Right. Terry Woods or somebody uh -huh. like that. But it was a street book. Oh, okay. And she said, just, just read about stuff you're interested in. And I found out I wasn't that interested in that stuff. Okay. <laughs> but you said maybe that's something I else. I said maybe it's something else. <laughs> it got to be something else. Yeah. It got to be something else. But, well, every time I see you, you got a new book. Yeah, I do. I do. And I... I, well, that's what prompted you I, to ask me to come here was a book that yes. I suggested that you read. Yes, yes, yes. And that book is changing my life. Oh, so you still And that's it. the reason why we're here. Yeah. It's almost like a little Bible. You kind of have to is, go back to it. You have to go it. back to it. Right. I even skip around in the book because, okay, I'm 50, over 50. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I'm an empty nester. And I'm dating. And I understand it's this paradigm shift going on that everything I knew to, knew to be the same is now different. Right. I get it. I just feel like I don't know where I fit in it. When I'm dating, you know, how, how do I even dress? Right. You know, dating. Am I, do I dress like I'm going with my girlfriends? Right. Do I dress like I'm, you know, I'm. I'm so, just... how do you make a decision about how to dress on a date? How? Well, doesn't it matter where you're going on a date? Well, I guess it does matter where you're going. Okay, what's the best time of day to go on a date? Do you, do you? Well, I think that you should not go on a first date at dinner. No? No, no. You want to go on a first date somewhere where it's a time limit. Lunch, 12 to 1. Oh. Breakfast, I got to go to work after this. Coffee. Dinner can just linger when you may not want to linger. <laughs> so the very first time, <laughs> the very first time you go on a date with somebody, say, let's go out for a drink. Uh-huh. Let's go out, have lunch. Okay. Or somewhere where you know that that meeting is going to be within a particular time frame. Mm -hmm. But dinner is a heavy, heavy first date mm -hmm. experience. That's you know somebody you don't know. No, and definitely. what about so? Do I wear something a little more deep V, or should I, you know, because even if I got on, get got on a sweatsuit, I could right. be a little right. You well, know. you know that same book we're talking about talks about that you should always dress to make you alluring without being overly sexual. Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, okay. I don't think you have to show all the girls. Right, right. Quite right. frankly, the men want to... I have a feeling a few years ago when these young guys were interested in older women and mm -hmm. they were calling the women cougars. The thing I found when I was in my 40s a couple of years ago... Okay. <laughs> ...is that, like, these 20-year-olds uh -huh. were always after me. And I really believe it's because we grew up in a time where femininity was more secretive. It was more yes. private. We yes. didn't talk about monthlies. No. We didn't show. We wore pantyhose. Yep. We wore pantyhose. We wore slips. Mm -hmm. And we didn't talk about private things. Women. Th you remember they used to talk about, they're talking about women's women things. things. Mm -hmm. You don't even hear that now. No. Because women talk about. You don't even hear grown folks things no more. No, it's not because it's all Everybody things. Everybody, yeah. I mean, I told people, you didn't see bra commercials. Do you remember bra commercials? Mm -hmm. Yes. The woman would have on a turtleneck 
and a bra over the turtleneck. Yes. And yes. nobody ever talked about it's uh, so feminine products. It's so say that because I don't, my go-to thing mm -hmm. is not to wear a, a deep V thing. Right. And it, it, Wait a minute, it, now, I've seen your girls out. I'm just saying. It's not my go-to thing. Okay. It's because someone else suggested that I should wear right. that top or whatever. But I'm normally covering up my top because I've been heavy like this since I was 12 years old. Right. And they, they ain't going nowhere. Right. So, and a lot of people, some things I wear, they, oh. Right. I didn't even know. Okay. <laughs> and I don't usually wear tight form-fitting clothes till now. Right. You know, I'm talking about the last three or four years. Because of dating? No, because I just was always this, you know, cover up. Right. You know, it's not like you don't have to show all of that. But stuff. I still believe that that's true today. I don't think that a woman needs to show all the goodies. No. You got to give a man something to dream about. Okay. Something to think about. Okay. So and first date. And about first date, that's another thing that I see a woman do all the time. Mm -hmm. They want to use a first date to talk about themselves. Girl, you aren't the one that's auditioning for, for wife. He's auditioning He's, for husband. Mm -hmm. And you need to be interviewing him. Let that man talk about himself. Mm -hmm. And two things happen. Number one, you're going to learn who you're dealing with Exactly. There. And number two, if you like him and you're encouraging more talking, he likes talking by himself. Mm -hmm. And you listening, mm -hmm. he's starting to fall in love with you because you're listening to him talk about himself. Mm -hmm. I had this guy I was dating. We had been on a, a, a few dates, but I felt like the, the dates was getting a little stale. Right. So we were out somewhere with his family of people that, that I didn't know because mm -hmm. I have learned that from you. You go right. somewhere with people you don't know, right. bring the cards, it, right. like a conversation. So I pulls off the cards. No, he asked me if I had playing cards. I said, oh, I don't, you know, I don't play cards. I said, but I have my conversation cards. He goes, <laughs> oh, no, not again. Yeah, that's what he, <laughs> he was just, his face. <laughs> and I said, well, what's wrong with the car to say, I don't know these people. These people don't know me. It's a good place. Mm -hmm. Good way. She said, was it sitting around dinner table? Yeah. Oh, just man. sitting around. And Perfect I don't know them. And I don't know. And I felt like when we do that, it's, it opens up conversation. One car could take us all night. Exactly. Three, four hours. We have to figure out like, okay, it's, it's time to go now. Right. And I love the cards because the of The conversation cards are amazing. Right. Everybody it, should have conversation cards. Absolutely. And I know that like... Like you said, we got to get to know these guys. Right. And I feel like that's a great way to get to know them. Some of those questions So you didn't finish. Up. So what happened when you pulled out the cars with his family? Oh, it was it was great. They loved oh, it. Oh, it was great. And then his family said, oh, I love you. I love yeah. you. I love you. We're we, we going to keep you and get rid of him. Right. That's what they, <laughs> the family loved <laughs> Well, I'm sure he didn't want to hear that. No, he didn't want to hear that. Right. So even, either way, it didn't work out. But um, but I do believe that women need to, uh, and, and um, I'm going to say this right. That's the word I'm thinking of. What is the word I'm thinking of? Cultivate. Mm -hmm. I do believe that women need to cultivate the art of conversation. Mm. And the art of conversation, I'm a lawyer, so it comes kind of easy to me. Okay. But the art of conversation is asking a whole lot of questions. Mm. Oh, yeah, where are you from? Mm -hmm. What was it like when you were a boy? Right. What were you like when you were a boy? Mm -hmm. How's your relationship with your mom? A man's relationship with his mother tells you a whole lot about a man. Okay. If a man doesn't have a good relationship with his mother, run. Run as fast as you can in the other direction. Yeah. Because the first love he knows in life is her. It's her. And if there's no great love there, he's never going to have any great love for you. 
And I tried and true. That's where I that's where I struggle at in my dating is that I feel like I don't ask enough questions. You have to ask. And I have fe- I don't know. It's this fear around asking these questions. But what's I, the fear? No, I've gotten better. But what do you think the fear I don't, is? I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, maybe she, she's being too nosy. Right. She's too pushy. It's how you she's ask the question, this. though. But you're not asking it. Like men love to talk about themselves. I'm okay. telling you. Do they you- ask her? They love to talk about <laughs> they themselves. They about do. Them. They love to talk about themselves. You don't want to ask like you're cross-examining. Right. Okay. It's, so you it's can a even way say ask. something like, oh my God, I had was talking to my dad on the phone this morning and he's so funny. He said so and so and so. You know, do you have those kind of conversations yeah, yeah. with your dad? What are your conversations like with your dad? You don't make it like you're cross-examining. Oh, okay, him. okay, okay. You make it more like a conversation. And when if it turns back to you, mm-hmm. slowly turn it right back, back to, him. to him. Because you want want to know you want to be i'll ask a woman this question where is he from uh he's from uh well i don't know i think he's not from here but he grew up here well where Where is is he he from from? you don't even know where the man's from what was his how long has he been working on his job oh i don't know then you don't know him you should be able to answer a whole lot of questions about in the first date if i spend an hour with you i know almost your whole life story if I spend an hour with you, I know about your almost your whole life story. Wow. Asking questions. And they love to tell you. They love to tell you. I have to tell them. Baby, I got to go. We <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Baby, I got lunch. <laughs> lunch is over. It's one o'clock. And he might be all in love, but now you he's giving you some information. Right. The purpose of the of the interviewing him, mm-hmm. of interviewing him. Is to find out who he is. Right. You know? Um, what was your best relationship? Mm. What was your best relationship? Why you know, why did it end? Mm. How do you feel about that? Or whatever. So so when I asked the guy that this was first date, so what happened in your in your, in your past relationship? Like why why have, has it been working out? So you're right. a handsome man. Why right. why are you That's the wrong way to ask those questions. That all that that you just said was the wrong way to ask those questions. Okay, so I, know, I'm getting it say, wrong. Right. So you know what? Um, you know, tell me about your last relationship or something like that. Like, okay. know, why don't you have some? No, 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 girl. He's gonna give you answers so you can answer that question yourself. Why he don't have nobody? Okay, because he's gonna give you some answers, and you just keep asking questions on top of questions. Mm-hmm. We need to have a show. So just we gotta on. have the right question, y'all. You got that. It's not You're just right. series it's the of way questions. You it's the way the you questions. ask the question. It's a very innocent, open-ended, no yes or no answer type of question. You mm. know. You know, I find relationships very hard. You know? It is hard. No, but this is you talking to him now. See that? It is hard. It is well, hard. You know what? What what do you think makes relationships so hard? I think it's the communication part. And I and I, I mean communicating on, on every level. Right. And I feel like I'm at that point in my life right now that I can say if if I'm having a problem, I am I'm having a problem. Right. And I just feel like a lot of it's a lot of secret, secret things going on when people are trying to cultivate a relationship right. with me. Be it a friendship or romantic relationship. Right. It's all this hiding, all these secrets. Right. But what oh, wait, 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 wait. why do you think they're hiding? What makes you think people I think they'd be embarrassed about stuff. Like what? Like I'm not embarrassed like okay, so if I ask um my friend, have you ever been married? Right. Kinda. Either you was kind of right. either you pregnant or you yeah. not pregnant. Right. You can't be kind of pregnant. Right. But if somebody like, answered a question that way to me, this is not the man for me. 
You know what I'm saying? Because already this game plan. Yeah. You can't answer yes or no as to whether you've been married. I mean, then, you know, what's the relationship going to be like with that person? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's already kind of put himself in a category. Yeah. I mean, I think that we need to know what we want. I do believe we need to know what we want. If you want loving, uh, understanding, mm -hmm. well-read, likes to work out at the gym, you want to kind of figure that out in your questioning. Is that person? Is he that person? Right. Start with mama. Mm -hmm. Start. You know. Start, start with, with mama, mama because the way he feels about his mother says a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And you know what else I find too? A lot of black people, uh, uh, we as a people, have grown up in single parent homes, mm -hmm. and even though that has many advantages in some sense. It has a lot of debilitating Dis mm -hmm. disadvantages. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest is that we don't get to see healthy man-woman relationships. relationships. Yeah. We don't get to grow up in a household where mama and daddy and we all sit down and have dinner together and daddy and mama hug each other and they go out on dates and daddy talks to mama respectfully. We don't see all of that. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a gauge. Mm -hmm. The best man you can marry, I'm going to change that. The, one of the best type of men is a man that comes from a two-parent home. Right. You'd be surprised. A man that comes from a two-parent home is, is, is going to be you're, you got more likely to find a healthy man because he saw it. I don't even think I ever dated a man that ever came, that came from a two-parent home. Right. Ever. Right. But, but think about what that is. First of all, a lot of people that grew up in... If you're a single mother, mm -hmm. and it's tough to be a single mother, Very tough. you have got to be mama and daddy. And daddy. You have to get mama and daddy. Yeah. So a child isn't seeing that male-female dynamic. They're seeing right. it in one person, right. a male-female. Right. And many times using it against mother mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you were having to be loving and tough at the same time. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I found myself even telling my daughter, I was like, relax, let Chance get the bags. Right. Let Chance get the door for you. Right. Let him. And then when she with her father, well, I don't know what, what's going on with, right. when, he's with him, when she's with him. But when she's with me, I see her being overly alpha. You know what I'm saying? Masculine. I also think, too, when because you... Because she, she's used to doing everything by herself. When you grow up in a home where there's a, just a female mm -hmm. and no male, you don't get the pro loving protection of daddy Yeah. that gets you prepared to expect that this is how a man treats you. Yes. That this is how a man yes. treats you. Because if yes. you grew up with a loving daddy, mm -hmm. then you expect that that's how a man treats you. But if you never saw that, or if you had a mother that had a series of boyfriends mm -hmm. that were mean or abusive to her or to you or whatever, right. I mean, this is creating a lot of trauma. Right. And I don't know how we heal that. Right. I mean, how do how do we heal that? I don't know. I don't have the answer well, I mean, to it's, that. It's therapy too, and it, and it's not just one time. Because I I talk to people, women a lot, and I'm, I've been doing hair for over thirty years. And I ask them, I said, "Are you open to therapy?" Certain conversations that they right. have, and they said, oh, I, "I went to therapy." Right. No, you don't just right. went to therapy right. one time. Right. You, it's an ongoing thing that you do when you put yourself in therapy. It's all the time. And I know me because when I, I met my dad when I was thirty three years old. Right. You didn't grow up with your father. No, but I'm gonna tell you something. It when they said a father's a, a woman's first love is with her was with her dad. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even believe it. it was an overwhelming feeling 
of comfort mm -hmm. that I had the first day that I met him in person. We was in um, uh, Disney World. We met in Disney World because he, he, he lives in Florida. It was a different type of feeling, mm -hmm. like um, of protection that I right. felt from him. For the first time. For the first time. And I had been married and I was pregnant with my second child. And never felt protected. No, no. It was, it was a different level of protection. You know, it was it was a different type of love I felt from unconditional. Oh my goodness! And it was the first time I had been been in the company of a man that did not want to have sec to be sexual with me. Mm. So it was a different. It was just different. And listen to what you're saying. It was the first time you had been in the company of that type of man. I mean, if this is the experience that you're bringing into your dating life, mm -hmm. is that my past has been you just gonna want to sleep with me. You're just gonna to want to abuse me. You yeah. then, you know, what are you bringing to this? What yeah. are you? What dynamic are you bringing? What expectation are you bringing? Mm. I think that we attract to us certain things, certain things, certain expectations. You know, if you expect it, you're going. To, I had a friend years ago. It, it's every man she ever dated beat her. Every man, it's like mm -hmm. she had a sign on her back. But I realized it was something about her that attracted that. Not in a, not now, like I'm out looking for it. Like, I always wondered that too. How how does a how right. does a woman keep attracting a man that, that would put his hands? Because on it probably was in the childhood that there was an abusive father, but that was the only way you saw love. And that's the way <laughs> that you communicate. That translated into love and to communication. When I see that, that means love because I don't know any other love. Right. I only know this love. Right. And so I keep attracting it. It's like walking down the street and keep falling in the same hole. Mm -hmm. Once you realize the hole is there, mm -hmm. then it's about learning how to avoid the hole. Right. And I think that when we talk about this whole dating thing, if you want to have healthier relationships, it's what are you bringing to it? And how can I avoid attracting to keep attracting these men mm -hmm. that want to sleep with me? Right. Why do I keep attracting th those types of men? Right. And most men want to sleep with you anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right? But it's, it's, it's that forward thing that I don't Exactly. I, I don't I don't like the text. Good morning. How right. you doing, beautiful? And right. I and I say, Oh, I'm I'm great. And right. then he goes, uh, well, what you doing? I'm I say what I'm doing. I said, So what you thinking about? Right. He just thinking about Wow. All right. this, a whole line of these things. Right. I'm just like, you don't even Men know me like that. Men in our age group, yes. though, I'm very surprised. Yes. Well, can I tell yes. you, I have never met anybody like that. Wow. No, I have never, I, have, I can't even imagine All, all the time. Then there's something that you're doing, saying, or putting out there that brings that to you. And you mm. have to figure out what that is. I have to figure that you out. You have really got to figure. You know what? And sometimes I tell you, you're finding unavailable men. You are really... And what I believe is that when you keep attracting unavailable people to you, it's because you really aren't available yourself. Mm. You know, you have a wall up really yourself and you're attracting somebody else with a wall up and we really never going to get together yeah, because we, get... right, this thing right yeah. here is between us. And so maybe before we can find that perfect person and that perfect love, we have to find our love for self. Mm. To take down our own barriers. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. How are we doing for time? We're doing good. We're doing great. Okay. We're doing great. I just want to talk about one more thing before we finish. Because <laughs> that, no. Uh, uh. It's that the thing that my friends talk about, like the younger friends, because I got a group of friends that's, that's younger than me. Right. And we How always talk about like uh, 30s, okay. mid to th and to mid 40s, okay. mid 30s to, to, mid, to, to mid 40s, right? Okay. And they're always talking about the bitch 
the nagger, and the doormat. Right. The three What's types the, of women? The three types of women. Women are either bitches, naggers, or doormats. I feel like they'll all be nagging a lot. I think women nag way too much. No man wants to be nagged. Right. No man wants to be nagged. But what's the difference though? Because you, because you thinking that you're just being, you know, right? You know, bitchy like in a not in a bitch kind of way, but in a the woman that most men are attracted to a bitch. I Don't know. you notice a lot of bitchy women have some pretty good? Yes, men? they do. Because there's a balance between being a nag. And being a doormat. The, no man wants a woman he can walk all over. Yeah, he does for a little while, but he doesn't want that mm -hmm. long term. Mm -hmm. And no man wants a nag. You, A man wants to not feel like he's perfect. He mm -hmm. wants you to let him know he's not perfect, but to love him anyway. Mm. You know? So, you know, you say, why are you wearing that stupid shirt? You know, put on another shirt. That doesn't look... Maybe you say, you know what? What made you think that that shirt sure, matched that jacket? <laughs> Gonna see if we can find something better than that. Okay, <laughs> that was being bitchy though. Yeah. Okay, but it was different from saying it that way. Mm -hmm. So he knows he's not perfect because you just told him that shirt really don't match don't the match jacket. That. Mm -hmm. And but you accept him and anyway, come on, you give him a kiss and we go on. Right. So the man wants to know that you see his shortcomings, you point them out, mm -hmm. but you point them out in more loving ways. Mm -hmm. And we would probably need a whole nother episode to talk about some of that. Right, right. Because I know a lot of my friends, we we, we always talking about, oh, we got to be extra mean. No, you don't. We got to be extra no. this and extra that. A man doesn't want the mean woman. No. He wants a woman. It's it's the bitch. I mean, I don't know how to explain that much better than that. It's, mm -hmm. it's she's strong. She knows what she wants. She has respect for everything that you are, but she understands that you have your shortcomings too. She's going to let you know about them but she's going to love you too. And she's going to show that she's accepting of you. But you have to, like, going back around in a circle, have to be accepting of who you are. Mm -hmm. To be able to have that faith, to be, accept him and his shortcomings. Right. So all this cooking and cleaning and all that no, stuff. No, no, there ain't no cooking and cleaning and heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Girl, the same thing it took to get him hooked, you got to do the same thing to keep him. If you start off with all that cooking, you're going to be cooking for the rest of your life. I made it real clear in my last relationship. I love to cook whenever I love to cook, mm -hmm. but I love going out to restaurants a whole lot more. I love going out to restaurants, I too. love dining out at restaurants. I will cook a Thanksgiving dinner, but I still want to go outside and be social right. and, make, and go to a play and right. go through stuff. You can exactly. be eating home, you can eat right. in the house, right. but I do like going out being right. Being social, and I feel like, and I and I like to cook, and I cook for everybody, right? Right, but I think that what happens is that um, you get stuck in that kitchen. Girl, don't start off doing it. Don't start doing it. Don't start make it a special occasion. Every now and then, mm -mm. I might cook. Mm -hmm. And listen, because I like to go out, I don't expect that you're gonna pay for me to go out. That's another thing. That's too. another thing. All only thing I know how to make is reservations. There's nothing no. cute about that. No, listen. We can share the bill. Or it's my treat. Sometimes you want to go so-and-so, I'm inviting you. It's my treat. Or let's split the bill. And you'll find Don't, nothing wrong with not that. Not one thing I, wrong I, with it. Now, a lot of my girlfriends do. They find no. they, they're not going out paying for no guy to do nothing. They're not, they not. They're just not. You know what? A man rip appreciates that. I don't mind. A man appreciates if you say, you know, let, you know let's split the bill. Sometime, mm -hmm. not all the time. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you say, I got this. Right. But right. I don't think that we are way past a time where every single time we go out, he's going to pay. He got to pay. 
He's got to pay. He's got to pay. I I agree. No, you've got to pay too. I agree. You know, because it's not transactional. Mm. It's not transactional. And I know that I don't like to cook and I like to go out. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to pay half the bill. But I'm going out. Right. <laughs> That's what I say, too. That's what I know. That's the same thing I okay, say. Okay, so where are those chicken wings? Yeah, you they promised me. They got <laughs> But you didn't cook for me today. <laughs> this is this is good. This is this is really good, Judge. And this and also is extra good that people get to see you in a whole different light right, than they right, see you right. with your with I'm your robe like and this. stuff I'm just on. Not, I'm, and I'm just like this. I just don't have a robe. Just girlfriend and I do have girlfriends. This is one of my good 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 girlfriends that we can talk about anything and nothing at all at the same time. Yeah. And we sit around and we big each other up, right. and we give each other the high five, and yeah. we talk to talk the crap and 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 do the thing. And I think that everybody needs to allow themselves to be open to cultivate these type of relationships. And what I have what I have learned from you, Judge, boyfriends and husbands come and go. Yes, they do. But girlfriends are forever. Yeah, no, I have. Oh, heard... that's not what you learned from me. Yeah. No, I have, but you know what, too? I, right. I don't know where I read this at. I've seen people live without their mothers, their fathers, sisters, and brothers, but I've never met a person that can live without their friends. I agree. I absolutely agree. Cannot you live without your, your friends. friends. You need you your do. friends. You well, there's something, another one, too, that comes to mind what about the family and friends. When you said it, it came to my mind. I mean, you're getting old, so I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> But this been good, and thank you. Well, thank, thank you so, you so much. much for and having me. I'm glad I finally made it out here. <laughs> Got out of the city, came out here in the birds. All the way out here in the birds. All the way out here in the birds. It's been great. I do appreciate it. Thank I you so that. much. Yes. This has been another episode of Beauty Business and Banking. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>